Hello there, and welcome to The Good Life with Dawn Richards. I am Dawn Richards, your host, and I'm so excited to be back with you again. I am looking at the calendar, and I see that we are one day shy, actually just a few hours now, of a brand new month, and I couldn't think of a better time to share Today's episode with you, we are on episode 26, yay, of the podcast, and we're going to talk about something that is probably one of my most favorite subjects, and that is confessions. I call them power confessions because honestly, when you understand the power that is given to us through our words, and you know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 18 and 21 that life and death. Um, are in the power of the tongue, then you know how awesome it is to be able to use your words. And God ordained us and created us to use our words to create heaven on earth, to bring his highest and best um, to pass in our lives and to rule and reign. And our words, our ability to speak forth God's word and what he said about us and to us with authority is key to um, living our lives in these days and, and especially where we are now. I mean, we know that for most of us here in the United States in particular, we're still sheltering in place to some degree. Um, you know, it, it, it can vary depending on where you're actually located. But for the most part, the country is still um, in a quarantine mode. We're still taking it easy, um, kind of reopening ourselves back up to the outside, so to speak. And I do personally encourage and caution anyone listening to be wise and be prayerful about, you know, um, what steps you're taking personally as you go forward um, day to day. So with that being said, I wanted to bring to the podcast um, my power confessions that I have been sharing and uh, ministering for years now. Um, I have an ebook that I've shared with them. I've shared um, capsules, subject capsules on power confessions um, on some of my social media platforms where I'll take a particular topic and we'll just go in with confessions that relate to that subject. So we have power confessions on everything from success to faith over feelings to anxiety. If you're dealing with anxiety, we've got power confessions on that. We've got power confessions um, on so many things that pertain to our day-to-day lives. Um, that's what the Bible was intended for. The Bible is not um, a storybook. It, it has stories in it, but that's not what it is. It's actually a life manual. And God has given us his word, which equals life. And he wants us to embrace it. He wants us to actually take him at his word. And when we put the word of God in our heart, because it does start with our believing in Romans 10, 9 and 10 gives us the blueprint there. It says, if you believe with your heart. So number one, we get the word, we see what the word is saying to us, what God has said about us, our circumstances, our situations. We meditate on it, we muddle it over, you know, we pray over it, we study it out, and then we make a choice because believing is a choice. There's no such thing as I can't believe. No, you choose not to believe or I choose not to believe, but I'm a believer. So I can believe anything. You know, you hear people say all the time, can you believe it? And actually, as I've grown in my faith walk, I know now that the right answer always is, yes, I can believe it. Now, whether I choose to believe it is another story, but can I believe? Was I created by God to actually believe? Yes, I can. So we choose to believe what we see in God's word and we say, you know what? I'm going to have some of that. I'm going to take that for me. And then from there, we release the power that is encapsulated in the word of God. The Bible says it's incorruptible seed, glory to God, by speaking it out of our mouths. That's how we release our faith. So the Bible teaches us in Romans 4 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But then faith goeth or faith is released by saying. So you got to see something, you've got to hear something, and ultimately, you've got to say something. And when you trace some of the biggest miracles that took place in the word of God, you found that that was the blueprint. One of my favorite, favorite scriptures is the 
is the passage about the woman with the issue of blood because there we see her doing that exact thing. She heard about Jesus, the Bible said. People were testifying about him. Everywhere he went, people were getting healed in droves. Lives were being changed. Miracles were happening. And so she heard the buzz. She knew what Jesus could do for her. And then as she heard that he was getting near to where she lived, she made a decision and the Bible says she kept saying, if I can but touch the hem of his robe, the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. I shall be made whole. And you know what? And just like Mark 11 teaches us, she had what she said. She actually heard it, chose to believe it, spoke it out and acted upon it. And it produced miracle working healing power in her life and in her body you can go and study that in mark 5 and it transformed her life and jesus when he realized who it was that had drawn this virtue out of him because all these people were around him all these people were thronging him and pulling on him but he said no there is somebody here that actually got a download they actually withdrew some virtuous power from me who is that and when she finally was bold enough to say, hey, Lord, it's me. He gave her all the credit. He gave her the credit. He says, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Now, we know the ultimate power came from him, but he was teaching us a lesson there. And he was showing us what faith can do in the life of a believer. It has the power to transform situations that have been stuck it has the power to liberate, to heal, to set free, to make whole. And so that's why I am excited about what God's word has to say to us about the power of the tongue and the power of our words. You know, the devil, he wants so badly to be able to get in on this. He wants to be able to say what we say and have it come to pass, but he can't. He's canceled. This is reserved for the people of God and the children of God. And anything that an enemy has to say about us, the Bible has also given us authority to shut it down and to cancel it out. So you see, the only words that ultimately prevail are the words that you and I say as it pertains to what God has said about us. If you choose to speak contrary to the word of God about yourself, about your circumstances, about your situations, about your life, then you are in essence taking your own power away. You're disenfranchising yourself from the blessings of God. And that's what the enemy really wants. He wants us to use our words against ourselves. And he works overtime to try to get us to, to linger in the feelings realm and the sensory realm, especially when things may not be going so well for you. Maybe you're not feeling well physically. Maybe there's a challenge with, you know, your family in some capacity or with your finances or whatever the scenario might be. He really wants to try to entice you because that's all he can do. He cannot make you do anything and God won't make you do anything, but he has that power of deception. So he's going to try to deceive you into giving into the feelings and making them Lord over your situation versus what God has said. And so what we're going to do is we're going to shore up our spirits, our minds, and we're going to make sure that we are speaking what God has told us to say, what he said about us. You don't have to get fancy. You don't have to go sit in your closet for five hours and try to figure out what to say about that situation. All you have to do is pray, ask the Holy Spirit to show you, get in your Bible, get you a concordance. If you don't know where that is, ask Siri. Siri will pull the Bible verses up for you. <laughs> you can say, Siri, I need some Bible verses on peace and whatever it might be. God's word has the answer. There's not one thing we'll ever face in this life that God has not already answered and provided for us in his word. And I'm always amazed when I have my times in the word of God, the things that God reveals to me, the things that I, I see that belong to me. You know, I think I shared this a couple of um, episodes back where I just one day was studying and I saw this scripture that I had never seen before. If I had, it just didn't pop out to me. But that particular day, it stuck with me and it said, your life is filled with light and joy. And I said, oh yes, I'm taking that for myself. 
I will have light and I will have joy every day. But, and he said, my life was filled and your life was filled. Now, you know that when something is full, what does that represent? Nothing else can get in. If I fill the glass with water, then it can't simultaneously be filled with milk or filled with, with dirt. No, it's filled with water. It's at capacity. It's overflowing even. And God said that that day and it was like, yes, I will absolutely have that. And so you take the word of God as your smorgasbord and you feast off of it and you live off of it and you thrive off of God's word in your heart, in your mind, in your thoughts, in your mouth. You speaking it forth, you praising and worshiping God over it and you seeing God be faithful to bring his word to pass. We cooperate with God. The Bible says we are co-laborers with the Lord. We cooperate with him. He operates and we operate along with him to bring his will to pass in our lives and earth as it is in heaven. Has it already been done? Yes. But does it automatically happen? We've talked about this in past teachings. No, we have a part to play in receiving what Jesus has already done and maintaining what he's already obtained. And we get the easy part by far. We didn't have to hang on a cross. We didn't have to be crucified. We didn't have to have nails hammered into our hands and our feet. We didn't have to have thorns crushed into our, our skull. We didn't have to be whipped with a cat of nine tails and have our flesh literally torn from our bodies. We didn't have to go down to the pit of hell for three days and three nights and whip the devil and forever defeat him. But once he did all that and once he rose again as eternal king of king and lord of lords, he handed the victory to us. And now we maintain it by becoming wise about the ways of God, becoming knowledgeable about who God has said we are and what we have in him. And then releasing our authority to make sure that we receive all that he's given us. So we're going to get into these confessions. Again, the confession of God's word. When I say confession, I'm not referring to the type of confession where you go, you know, perhaps somebody goes into, um, uh, what do they call it? The Catholics, when they go to synagogue or not synagogue, that's the Jews. But when they go to, to, to church and they confess to their priest, we're not talking about that. First and foremost, just to clear that up. You don't have to confess to a man. God has made you a king and a priest. And we don't have to confess to another man because we confess to the king of kings and the Lord of lords, the great high priest who is Jesus Christ. So no longer as in the old covenant where the people actually did have to go and confess their sins annually to the high priest. You can read all about it in the Old Testament. No, when Jesus came and he, he delivered us and he redeemed us, we are now equal with him. We sit with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So no, we no longer have to bow our knee to another man in that regard. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't confess, the Bible says in James, you can confess your sins to one another that you may be healed thereby. That doesn't mean that you don't take confident counsel and, uh, you know, you go in confidence with someone that you can trust, someone that you know that loves you, that has your best interest at heart, that's not going to betray your confidence. And you can, in a safe, godly space, share the things that you're dealing with, share the challenges you're facing, receive comfort, receive prayer, receive edification, receive rebuke, whatever it might you know, be called for in that scenario. Absolutely, because we're a body and we need each other. No man is an island and we're not meant to walk this journey alone. But that is different than the traditional sense of what people think about when they think about confession. We're not talking about the confession of sins. We're talking about because when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you confess your sins at that time, then you are your confessing of your sins have been noted once and for all. Do I still repent when I sin? Absolutely. Do I still humble myself before the Lord to acknowledge that I've said something or done something that I shouldn't have? Absolutely. But the ritual of constantly, as they had to do in the Old Testament, to get that that 
you know, a nulling of their sins every year. Jesus said he did it once and for all. Glory to God. So we're talking about using our words to speak forth, to confess a matter, almost as if you were in a court of law, but we're under God's covenant of grace. But you know, when you're in a court of law, you have to confess. They come and, you know, get your testimony and then the opposing counsel may cross examine you and you have to confess. So this is what we're talking about. We're talking about speaking something out, saying it aloud. And when we confess God's word, listen at what happens. It brings the possession of the promises therein. So confession equals possession. And I don't know about you, but honey, I love possession. You know, when you buy that new house and they give you the keys and you take possession of your home or you get a new car and you get possession of your car or you go to the grocery store and you get possession of your groceries and your goods. It's about ownership. It's about bringing it into you. And that is what God's word does when we speak it out. It brings the promises to us. So when we confess the word of God, then we possess what the promises have said to us to confess or say aloud faith filled Scripture-based words, because that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about confessing how broke, busted, disgusted, beat down, hurt, sorry, never going to make it at the, on my last rope. We're not talking about that confession. You need to keep that on mute. Even if you feel it, because remember what did I just say a few moments ago? That is when the enemy is going to come at you. And try to tempt you to speak all kinds of crazy things about your life and over your life. And that's when you've got to know this is a test. That's when you've got to know the enemy is trying me right now, but I'm not going to give in. I refuse to speak anything except what God has said. I refuse to bow my knee to the curse of the law when Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. I am blessed all day, every day. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I don't care what it sounds like. I don't care because God's word is the final authority. And this is what we know. He always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. You never lose when you're on God's side because his side is the victory side. So we're not going to confess that. We're going to confess the promises. And we're going to say faith-filled and what is a faith-filled word? It's a scripture-based word. It's what God has said to us in his word and about us. Prayer in its purest form is simply saying to God what God has already said to you. Once again, you don't have to go and try to create some fancy, you know, um, monologue to go to say to God to try to, you know, seem holier than that. No, you can just simply pick up your Bible with the lights on, with your eyeglasses if you need them, with your cup of tea, and you can just sit there and say out loud what God has said to you about you and say, Lord, I agree with that because the Bible tells us in Amos 3 and 3, how can two walk together except they be agreed? So you are going to agree with it and you're going to seal that agreement with your words. Glory to God, your confessions. And as you begin to speak the word, maybe that thing is not so strong in your heart at first. Maybe the pain that you're experiencing in your body is stronger than what you believe in your heart about your healing in Christ Jesus and that by his stripes you were healed. But guess what the power of confession will do? As you begin to speak those words, even in the midst of the pain, even in the midst of the bank account not being what you wanted to be, even in the midst of the challenges in your family, whatever that looks like. It will begin to bring your heart and your mind into alignment with God's will. So the more you speak, the stronger it'll become in your heart and your belief, your faith will continue to grow. It'll continue to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And one day you're going to say that thing for the umpteenth time and that power is going to be released to transform your situation and your circumstance. That's why you've got to have patience. 
And patience doesn't mean, oh, I'm just going to sit here and be so patient in traffic. And I was patient in the line at the grocery store. You know, the line was long and I was patient. No, patience means being consistently, constantly the same. Meaning, I'm going to stay on this word from the day I start until the day I see it manifest in my life. There's no turning back. There's no changing. Glory to God. And so we embrace the power of God's word in its fullness by speaking forth the things that we desire to come to pass in our life. As we do this on a consistent basis, as I just said, we will see the law of confession in action, bringing us the desired result time and time again. You see, this is a law. And what is a law? Why is that so important? Why is that worth distinguishing? It's important because a law is an established principle that will work for anyone that will get involved with it and in it. That's why you see the world having some modicum of success with these principles. These principles originated in the word of God. But you have people in the world that are out smoking the people in the kingdom because they're taking these principles and they're applying them. And they're they're writing books called The Secret and all this other stuff where they're taking principles from God's work, eternal truths, laws, spiritual laws, and working them. And they will never get the level of success and results that we will get with the word of God. But hey, at least they're doing something. And when they come over into the kingdom and add what they've done over there with what they're doing in the kingdom, oh my goodness, can you believe? And can you see how that can be so powerful and life transforming? So we've got to get, we've got to get with it and we've got to stick with it. You know, you say, oh, I tried that. <laughs> I tried that last year um, on July 3rd and, and it didn't work for me. Well, you know what? <laughs> you didn't try it. It tried you. You don't try the word of God. You live it. You do it. You commit to it. It's your lifestyle. It's what you do. It's how you flow. It's who you are. The end. I don't try to be a female. I am a female. I'm a female today. I'm going to be a female tomorrow. I'm going to be a female next week. I'm going to be a female while we're quarantined. After we're after the quarantine has lifted and we're back out until the end of time. Because that's how God created me. And when you're born again, you are created in the powerful image and likeness with the authority that God has given you. And it just is. You don't have to try to be a new creature in Christ. You simply are. And you just step in line with that. Just as when you're a baby, you have to learn how to crawl before you walk. Then you start walking. Then inevitably you're running. You start off babbling And then you start speaking one word, two words, mom, my dad, dad. And then you start to pick it up and you get more syllables and more words. And before you know it, you're talking fluently. It's the same way in the kingdom of God. When you're born into the kingdom of God, you're born as a babe. The Bible says to desire the sincere milk of the word as a newborn babe in Christ. You don't bust out in the kingdom of God (laughs) the day you get saved. As a spiritual giant? No, you have to grow. That's why getting into a good church home that teaches the word of God, that ministers life to your spirit, that transforms and renews your mind and teaches you how to live this life as a successful believer is so crucial. It shouldn't be optional for you to have dedication to a church home, for you to be plugged in, serving, For you to be giving, for you to be a part of a local church body. Now, that's just my two cents on that. But if you really want to grow in Christ and you want to grow by leaps and bounds in a relatively short amount of time, that is going to be your fastest ticket to the top. Glory to God. So take that for what you think it's worth. But the power of life and death is in the tongue. Proverbs 18 and 21 teaches us that. 
And we see numerous scriptures throughout the word. I even did a teaching a while back in our intentional living series on taking control of your life. And the first part of that, that teaching, I taught about our words and how we take control of the out of control areas in our lives through our words. So you can go back and listen to that. Um, but we determined to speak forth wholesome words of life. And then as the Bible teaches us there in Proverbs, we get to enjoy the fruits thereof. What's the point of saying those things if it's not going to inevitably give you the fruit thereof? Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> no, we're here to get things accomplished. We're here to get results. And that's why I call them power confessions because power is defined. One of the key definitions of power is the ability to get results. We don't say God is all powerful because he can get results. No, we say he's all powerful because he can absolutely get results all day, every day into infinity. And he does. That's why he is the all powerful, almighty God. And we as his children are given the same birthright and the same ability to get results. And one of the greatest ways and one of the best ways we do it is through the words of our mouth. So I think I've, I've set this up enough for you to understand what significance this holds, why you should be as excited about this as I am, why you should be, if you're not already, really becoming intentional, really everything we do as God is showing me, it's, it's, it's about an intentional lifestyle, intentional living. But being intentional about really lining up your words and what you say with what God has said. Because Jesus made it very clear to us, clear to us in Mark 11. If you go back over to Mark 11 and you read through the chapter and you get down to around the 22nd verse, he starts really going in with the disciples and teaching them there that you can speak to mountains. You can command them to be cast into the sea. And he's giving them, after having demonstrated in real life, living color, what the power of your words can do because he cursed the fig tree. And within 24 hours, the fig tree was dried up at the, dried up at the roots. And then he went on to use that as a teachable moment to say, and you can speak to mountains and command them to be cast into the sea. That mountain of debt, that mountain of marital discord, that mountain of unemployment, that mountain of sickness and disease, that mountain of, of depression, whatever it looks like, you can speak to the mountain and cast it into the sea, having no doubt in your heart and that it never will rise again. And he went on to teach that when you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have what you say. You shall have whatsoever you say. Now, Jesus said we'll have what we say. And did you notice he didn't qualify it? Did you notice he didn't say, oh, you'll only have the pretty, sweet, little, nice, cute, fun things that you say. No, he said you'll have whatever you say. So if you want to go around Speaking crazy over yourself, which is what the enemy wants. He, all, he, he is so down for that because he hates you and he wants you to destroy your life and he wants to help you. But he's a defeated foe. But if you want to. God, God won't make you not to, as I said, and the devil can't. So it's up to you. You're the deciding witness. You've got to. Be very intentional. About speaking what you want to have because he says you will have it. And when you get a revelation of how powerful that is, you will have whatsoever you say. In fact, God told his one minister once, um, brother Charles caps. He says, I tell my people that they can have what they say, but they keep saying what they have. And it's like, God's like, what's wrong? What's, what's not computing here? I'm telling you, you can have what you say, but instead, you keep saying what you have. So, yeah, you have an empty bank account. But is that really what you want to have? 
Wouldn't you rather have a bank account overflowing with money? So Jesus said, get on that tip and say that instead of saying what you have. Yeah, you have the pain in your body, but don't you want a pain-free body? Don't you want healing? Say that because you're going to have whatsoever you say. That's why you've got to first and foremost put the word of God in so the word of God can come out. It can't come out if it's not in. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When you hear, when you hear people saying and doing evil things, that's because that's what's in them. That is who they are in that moment in time. It doesn't mean they can't change. It doesn't mean they can't take out the yuck and put in the good stuff from God. But at that moment in time, that's what's in. So guess what? That's all that can come out. If a treasure chest is buried at the bottom of the ocean and some pirates or somebody goes down and they discover it and they open it up, guess what's going to be in the tre treasure chest? What was put in it? They can't go abba-dabba-doo and make it be something else. If rattlesnakes were in there, when they open it up, rattlesnakes are going to come out. If gold and diamonds were in there, when they open it up, that's what's going to come out. Because whatever you put in is what's going to come out. So, yeah, it means we got some work to do. Glory to God. But you benefit. It's in your best interest to do the work so you can enjoy the fruits thereof. Hallelujah. And if it's too much for you to speak forth your healing, if it's too much for you to speak forth your prosperity, if it's too much for you to speak forth your wisdom, if it's too much for you to speak forth your divine protection, if it's too much for you to speak forth all these things that God has given you richly to enjoy, then think about the time you'll spend in the doctor's office with that little paper robe on exposing your back. And all the medications you got to go buy. Think about how much time that's going to take. And then think about how much time you got to spend in a lawyer's office, in the, in the accountant's office because you're bankrupt. And going down to the bankruptcy court. And then think about the divorce court because your marriage is tore up from the floor up and your family is falling apart. And so you say you don't have time to speak the word of God. I beg of thee, you do not have time not to. We don't have time to play in these last days. No, we've got to be on it for us, for our families, for our communities, for the kingdom. God is counting on us. Our brothers and sisters are counting on us. It's not just about you. So today is the day to get going and ruling and reigning with your words like you've never done before. Hallelujah. So I want you I'm going to lead us now in the confessions, in the power confessions. I'm going to start with a declaration to the Lord, a prayer to the Father. And from there, I'm going to take us through several categories of power confessions that we can say over our lives. You can take out 10 minutes out of your day, once a day, twice a day, however often you decide. And speak these things over your life until they get rooted and grounded in your heart. All these things are based in scripture. So we're speaking for words that have power, God power back in them. I don't have time for man-made stuff. I'm speaking from the source because I know what that source will produce. Bless the Lord. So Heavenly Father, and if you want to pray this after me, you can. Heavenly Father, I make these confessions of faith for a bright future in you. And I thank you for the manifestation of these exceedingly great and precious promises in my life. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your testimonies have I taken as a heritage forever. For they are the rejoicing of my heart. And now we're going to start with our confessions for preservation and safety. I plead and apply the precious blood of Jesus over my life today. 
I plead and apply the blood over all of my affairs, my travels, my job, my family, my mind, my thoughts, my words, my physical body, my finances, my calling, and my leaders in the name of Jesus. I plead and apply the blood upon me, within me, surrounding me, and between me and all evil. And the evil one. And nothing shall by any means harm me. I declare that the blood of Jesus makes right everything that is wrong in my life. I am the righteousness of God and therefore I am free from tragedy. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow my foot to slip or be moved. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my shade on my right hand. The Lord will keep me from all evil. He will keep my life. The Lord preserves my going out and my coming in from this time forth and forevermore. The Lord redeems my life from the pit and corruption. I dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and I remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty. I say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in whom I trust. Because I have made the Lord my refuge and the Most High my dwelling place. There shall no evil befall me. Neither shall any plague or calamity come near my dwelling. He gives his angels charge over me to protect me in all my ways. With long life will he satisfy me and show me his great salvation. Now we will speak financial prosperity. I am a faithful tither and giver. Therefore, I live under the open windows of heaven. The blessing rests on my life and the devourer is rebuked for my sake. I receive a hundredfold return on every seed sown. Lord, you are my source of everything, and I expect miracles today. The Lord is my shepherd to feed, guide, and shield me. Therefore, I shall not lack. I shall not want, and I shall not be diminished. This is my receiving day. This is my breakthrough day. This is my year of jubilee, fullness, and overflow. This is the day I expect to see the goodness of God at work in my life all day long. Wealth and riches are in my house and my righteousness endures forever.
I have the anointing to get wealth. And I'll never be broke another day in my life. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich. People are looking to bless me and give into my life today. I am increasing more and more. I'm crowned with wealth and attractiveness. Money, real estate, property, and wealth are attracted to me. And I get the best deals. Lord, I make a decision to be someone you can trust with money. I have more than enough and always abound. I am blessed to be a blessing. I am totally, completely, supernaturally debt-free. The living God richly and ceaselessly gives me all things to enjoy. God makes all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to me in abundance. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law and I am curse free. For divine health. Jesus is Lord over my spirit, soul, and body. I walk and live in divine health from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. By the stripes of Jesus, I was healed and made whole. My body functions in the perfection in which God created it to function. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and sickness and disease have no power over me. God is doing good things for my body. God's word is life to me for I have found it. It is health and healing to all my flesh. The very God of peace sanctifies me wholly. My whole spirit, soul, and body is preserved blameless unto the coming of my Lord Jesus Christ. I worship the Lord my God, and he takes sickness from the midst of me. I have a sound spirit, soul, and body. My days upon the earth are long and strong. Divine Favor God has granted me life and favor. I am growing in divine favor and I expect it all the time. I am satisfied with the favor and full of the blessing with favor and full of the blessing of the Lord. The favor of God creates success in my life. and brings lands and real estate to me. The favor of God opens doors for me that no man can shut. The favor of God goes before me into this day, week, month, and year. 
creating divine appointments and relationships for me. This year and every year will be a year of favor for my household and me. The forecast for my family and me is the divine favor of God all day long. I expect the divine, the divine favor of God in every situation and opportunity. Circumstances have to bow before the divine favor of God in my life. Now for authority and wisdom. No one but Jesus sits on the throne of my life. God made me a commander. The ability of command is in my spirit. I will say and surely God shall. I have word authority and I speak the word. I make a decision to obey the truth. My enemy will not triumph over me. I bind every work of the devil and loose the perfect will of God for my life. I ask for and receive the wisdom of God for every area of my life. Jesus has made unto me wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. The Lord grants me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. God wakens me morning by morning and opens my understanding to his will. I have exact knowledge of God's will for me in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I have the mind of Christ and hold the very thoughts, feelings, and purposes of his heart. The Abundant Life I am holy. I am a faithful, wise servant and steward. I flow and operate in the gifts of the Spirit. I hear and I know the voice of God. I am ever increasing in my sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and others. I have and enjoy abundant life. I walk in and manifest the love of God. I am diligent, hardworking, and steadfast. I am a house of purity, prayer, power, and praise. I am secure in my identity in Christ. Greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. I am a person of integrity and honor. I have a positive faith-filled attitude. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I have household salvation. It's celebration time in my life. 
I am marked for extraordinary, unusual results in my life. Blessings are hunting me down. I'm the redeemed of the Lord, and whatever I say is so. So I declare these things that I have said to be so in my life today. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. So there you have it. You have several categories that cover most of the essential areas of life, of confessions to get you started. By all means, you can add to it. God can drop things in your spirit. You may see something in the word and you want to just add on as you study and, and become prayerful and continue to just feed your spirit with the word. And it will be as natural as breathing is um, for you to start to apply those those um, scriptures to circumstances and situations that come up. It'll be in your heart. The more you speak it, the more you meditate on it, the stronger it will become. And you will just be in your, in your place of authority to speak forth what God has said about that situation and circumstance and to have what you say. Glory to God. And so I thank you as always for listening, for uh, being a part of this this community of believers, I pray that you have been blessed by today's um, episode. I ask that you would share it liberally if you have. As always, um, if you haven't already, subscribe, follow, comment, um, and just share the love so that more and more people can be blessed and and receive what God is doing um, through our platform here. As always, you are welcome to stay connected with me. I would love it. And on the website, dawnrichards.org, on social media, Dawn Richards Men, on Instagram and Twitter, and Dawn Richards Ministries on Facebook. And until we are together again, stay safe, please stay home, and live intentionally and embrace the good life. God bless you.